Triple M. Rush Hour. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts, there's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now and let's get into the podcast. Tonight, Kangaroos coach Mal Meninga joins us to talk about his selections as Andrew Fafita defenders come out in force. Rabs is in, we'll hear from Paul Gallen. And Eddie Maguire has another suggestion on how to nullify the GWS Giants. To the rush oh, welcome. A little bit late, but hey, when Sting is in the building, you don't mind waiting a few minutes. Hello to you, Rabs. Hey, Dan. How you doing? I'm going all right. You won't get this reference at all, but all I can think of during that Sting interview with Merrick was Timmy O'Toole. That's a Simpsons reference, Rabs. And this isn't about show business. This is about some kid down a hole or something. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you, Rabby? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm none the wiser for the last five seconds. No, so. no, no. It's only Simpsons people will understand those references. I've got a couple of bits of audio here which we must play. Now, this is probably better on, on television than it is on, on radio, but we'll do our best. Um, a Cronulla fan uh, is obviously going berserk. He's a father, so you can hear the kids going berserk in the background. And his family has decided to film him while he's watching the Channel 9 coverage and listen to your call <laughs> that dramatic last minute mm-hmm. come on you can't stop you can't stop 20 seconds take him <laughs> See what you do to people. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. That's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And now so, uh, some things only kids would say. Uh, press conference today launching the Auckland Nine. Jonathan Thurston's going to play in that tournament. Uh, <laughs> have a listen to what this kid says. Jonathan Thurston, have you ever gone taller on the field? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gone taller on the field? I believe the question is. Uh, no, I haven't. I <laughs> use the bathrooms that are in the stadium or uh, wherever I can. And that's a good idea to do that, kids. There we go. It didn't apply to Don McKinnon and um, that young Russell man, Packer. Packer. <laughs> Russell Packer and Don McKinnon, they're the two most famous, yeah. So the kid's question was a fair one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was good. It was good listening to the reaction there from a Cronulla supporter because let me tell you, if, if I hadn't have been into an open microphone talking to a few people... Uh, I think I would have been doing the same as him, really. All right. Mal Manning is going to join us in about half an hour. We spoke to him, moment of honesty, just before the show, 
and it gets quite feisty, so I'd stick around for that interview. But after this, we're going to talk about Andrew Fafida. Now, it's probably a subject that's been done to death, but now the apologists are coming out in force. We'll talk about that after this. It is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour, and when we do sports updates, it's for the ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. you got Rabs, you got Dan, and a short now as night follows day. Whenever you get a big story and someone's created controversy, the outrage machine will go berserk, and then it might just go that one step too far, and that brings out the apologist from the woodwork. And today we have, uh, with Andrew Fafida, uh, denied the Clive Churchill suggestions are because they didn't want him near a microphone and now denied a spot in the Australian team and that has been acknowledged by Todd Greenberg that they picked him because of behavioural issues so we read here Miranda Devine in the Telegraph with one of the great clickbait pieces of all time but I know people will agree with her and David Lionhelm the uh, independent senator or the Liberal Democrat senator basically saying the same thing Um, let me just read these quotes and then we'll get your opinion Here's what Miranda Devine has said for those that didn't read it. The NRL has treated him like garbage. He was snubbed for the Clive Churchill medal and yesterday not named in the Kangaroos side. Fafita has been unfairly crucified over his support for childhood friend Kieran Loveridge, the jailed one-punch killer of Thomas Kelly. A devout Catholic. I don't know what that's got to do with it, but Fafita understands the power of redemption and has never forgotten his roots. So... Uh, she doesn't mention his Catholicism when talking about abusing junior referees. But that aside, that's my little opinion. What about yours, Rabs? Yeah, look, I can understand that people uh, share the opinion. Not not a lot of people, but I, I understand there are people that would share the opinion of Miranda Devine. There is nothing uh, criminal about supporting a friend uh, who's sort, sort of uh, committed a crime and there's no reason why you shouldn't stay friends with that person. I mean, mothers and fathers over a long period of time have had sons uh, sent to jail for heinous crimes. But it, it, it wasn't about that, really. It was more about this fellow using his profile as a player and as, as a performer to promote his, his support of, of Loveridge. You see, I said at the time, and I'll say it again, Andrew Fafida lacked common sense but more importantly, he lacked an understanding of compassion that victims and families that are victims of crime deserve. And that's where most people's thoughts are, those that think rationally. But I don't deprive him the right to go and visit Loveridge in jail. But I don't think anyone use, does. I don't think no, anyone I, 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 Yeah, I don't think that's the point at all. I, where he went off the rails really was the fact that he... He made it a public thing by the the exhibition on his wrist of the the bandaging on his wrist on a telecast of a rugby league match, so he used his profile and all the rest of it. At the end of the day, though, I mean, now the Australian selectors seemingly have been told that you won't choose this fellow in the side because we've drawn a line in the sand. Well, now they have really taken on... Uh, a, a huge job uh, because they now have to remain consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, l- let, let's make it very clear that there are people in this kangaroo team that have been rugby league bad boys and they're going to tour England. But it does prove, I suppose, one thing, that you can repatriate, you can re- rehabilitate. Uh, but Andrew Fafita, uh, you know, he... He just lost his way. He, he sadly lacked advice. He, he must have got some bad advice when he started 
showing off the signs and the support for Loveridge because he lacked that compassion that I spoke about several weeks ago um, in, in not realising how the Kelly family would have felt. Also, um, a week before the game, before the grand final, when it all been dealt with, he was the one that brought it back by saying, well, I don't regret anything I've done. Yeah, yeah, I read that. I read that. It, it's, it's, it's so damn sorrowful, you know, and I, I'm hesitant to even, you know, even talk about it because I fear that somebody out there that lost a son and then another son as a result of losing the first son, they lost another son, they could be listening to this, you know, and, and I feel such deep sorrow for them, you know. It's it's a really tough one, this one. The Senator it, it, Lion, It's so tough. The Senator Lionhelm, uh, he wrote in the Herald, we might try and get him on the weekend actually because he, he's measured with what he says. Something does not sit right with me about the way he has been treated by a rugby league establishment. Good football judges say he was robbed of the Clive Churchill, which is supposed to be awarded to the man of the match. Uh, on it goes, saying... Being thrown under the NRL's bus for sake of public relations is a disgrace. If it ever emerged, if it ever emerged, and it would never be admitted to, but Fafita was denied because they were frightful of what he'd say into the microphone, would you have an issue yeah. with that? Because the Clive Churchill medal winner makes a speech. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, It's, it, it's as though, well, they're... they're there's a suggestion there they didn't want to let him near an open uh, an open microphone, but I'm led to believe by the Australian selectors that they were not told at any time that Andrew Fafita could not be the man of the match. I am told that the Australian selectors were uh, they they went out and they sought advice from the Australian Rugby League or the NRL about his choice in a kangaroo jumper. Now. There's two different things here you're talking about. Yes. The man of the match, the answer is no. They were not instructed not to select for feeder. Uh, kangaroo jumper, they sought advice from the ARL about what they should do. And I think that advice was, as it's turned out, he, he can't be chosen. Did we have you, to draw a line in the sand. We've got to finish this. Did you think he was more worthy of man of the match than Luke Lewis? Yeah, I thought he was a better player on the day than Luke Lewis, yeah. Yeah. But my, my man of the match for Cronulla was probably James Maloney, so it doesn't really matter. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So if you switch to Ovo Data Sim, you're going to get 50 gig for fifty nine ninety five on 4G. And this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new SIM. And get this just for you for listening right now. Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just $29.95, then $59.95 after that. So there's no contract and Ovo will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their more for fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for 59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. ilovedata.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. Inga joining us in about 15 minutes. Uh, some sports news as well, including uh, an NRL bad boy joins uh, another club. And Eddie Maguire has found another way to take a pot shot at a Sydney club. We'll get to that shortly, but now... Now on the Rush Hour, 
Athletes attack! Mike, uh, Francois, both a six to one underdog. Are there any concerns on your part? I don't know anything about that. I don't know nothing about numbers. I just know what I can do. How about kill the... this mother? Okay. You take into the ring a lot of rage. Does that work for you or does it work against you at times? No, who cares? We're in a fight anyway. What, what, the, what, what does it matter? Well, for example, rage against uh, Vander Holyfield worked against you. Well, f*** it. It's a fight. So whatever happens, happens. Mike, why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station. You know what? I think we'll end the discussion right now. Then we could. You got it. Have a nice fight, Mike. F*** off. Rush Hour. The Triple M. Rush Hour. Sports Update. Australia's cricketers take on South Africa tonight in the third of five one-days. If the Proteas finish the job and claim the series, it will be their first one-day series victory over the Australia since 2009. In league news, the Roosters have signed Paul Carter to a one-year deal. There are reports, there are caveats to that deal, including a no-alcohol clause, although that is yet to be confirmed. Uh, there you go, Paul Carter. Can play Rabs when he's got his head screwed on. Absolutely. Oh, he's he's a good player when he's got his head on. That's the, that's basically what we're talking about here tonight. Everybody's good when they got their head on. Jordan Rapana and Tamare Martin are among the new faces in the New Zealand squad for the Four Nations. Also in, Jared Waria Hargreaves after his long national exile and Canberra's Joseph Tarpany. And Eddie Maguire, who we seem to refer to a lot on this show for similar reasons each time, has called for the GWS Giants to be banned from the AFL draft for two years because they've had it too good for too long and they've been given too many concessions and battling teams like the Brisbane Lions should benefit. Well, didn't we give didn't we give concessions to the Brisbane Lions as well originally? Yeah, but nothing I mean, like the well, Giants. Nothing like the Giants. Okay, but fine. But what does Eddie want to do? Does he want to spread the word of Australian rules or not? Because without the support the Giants, the Swans, the Lions and all of these other people have gotten, the game would not have spread as successfully as it has. What does Eddie really want? Just Collingwood to do the lap of honour every year? Give him this. He's consistent. Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. He doesn't contradict himself. Uh, no, that's fair. But, I, I mean, how do you want to grow the game, Ed? Do you just want to throw them the keys and say learn to drive? Or do you want to throw millions of dollars at them like they have and the Swans are flourishing, the Giants are flourishing, the Lions did flourish, the Eagles are going okay, the Dockers are going okay. I mean, Ed, you can't have it both ways, champion. (laughs) That is a Rush Hour Sports Update for ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre. Mal Meninga joining us shortly. Triple M. Triple M. Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. And, Rabs, we're about to speak to uh, the coach of the Kangaroos, who I don't think anyone can lay any doubt he has sort of laid down his marker as to the way he's going to run the show. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, don't get me wrong. I understand there are people around today saying, why no Andrew Fafita and why didn't it happen earlier than it did if, in fact, this is the view of the ARL? But, you know, if, if they remain consistent then I'm, I'm happy about this attitude that seemingly has largely been brought to the table by people like Mal Meninga, and that is that the kangaroo jumper is much more than being able to play football. It's about an ambassadorial role 
uh, for Australian Rugby League, and, and I'm totally behind that. The only warning that I probably want to, want to make is, as I just said, you know, they've got to now be consistent. That's all I want to say about it. Well, and also, not just that, Rabes, but the, the gumption to drop Corey, Nor- uh, Corey Norman, Corey Parker and, and Paul Gallon as well. So uh, this is certainly Mal's team, and he, he is on the line. G'day, Mal. What a great introduction, Dan. God, I'm under pressure straight away. No, you're not really. No, I don't think you are, really. The Fafita thing is a very ticklish one. There's no question about that. But if that's the way the ARL wanted to go, I mean, I should ask you, did they instruct yourself and, and Bozo and, and Lockie, did they make any instructions to you? I'm, I'm only reading the papers. Um, there was direction, but we asked for direction on it, really. I mean, part of um, what we did... Rabs and um, the Anzac test was to look at, you know, the green and gold jersey and what what it's what it's worth. You know, what what is the value of the green and gold jersey and the playing group um, and us. Um, we made it, we we had a collaborative meeting. We talked about the kangaroo DNA and what's that actually mean. And it's about it's about not and off the field. It is about you know taking accepting the responsibility as a role model for the game, becoming an ambassador, protecting the game um, in every way they possibly can. So. We're trying to lift the standards of the green and gold um, to play for Australia. You know, you've got to live and breathe. You know the values of the game and values of the team, and which means that your and off your and off field behaviour is critical to your selection. Was Semi a more? I'll go here, Rabs. Was Semi a more contentious one for you, Mel? Because you did take him to the PNG only last week. Yeah. Um, well, Semi's. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was a fair direction as well because um, it's fair on Sammy just to concentrate on this particular issue. I think he needs to needs to work through it all, make sure that um, he does everything he possibly can to ensure, um, you know, from his mental mental point of view, that he um, does all the right things. So he's got a court case to back end of, of November, and um, once that gets through, and you'll see what the result of that, well, then yeah, Sammy can move on. Mal, just just getting onto the. The fact that, you know, the kangaroo jumper should represent, um, well, who we are. We are rugby league and we're, we're, not, we're not just good footballers. We're not just good athletes. You know, we, we want to be good citizens and, and be the role model that, that we talk about. But I, yeah. also see, I also see when you're invited to play in the NRL, when you're invited, I'm talking about the 16 clubs that have been invited to play, that you too have got a major responsibility. And I think that's what's happening today. You've got people saying, hang on a moment, the Australian jumper, it seems to have a different value now than just the club jumper. In other words, why yeah. do we sit on our hands until now to basically penalise somebody? Um, well, you know, we're drawing the line the sand wraps, you know, so... Um We've That's got to okay. start some, at some stage. I mean, the old fellow, I mean, I'm an old fellow. I'm an old player, you know. So, and sometimes, you know, we look, we sit back and we look at the game, um, and we want to see, we want to see players behave. We want to see players, um, you know, give the game its due respect. Like you said, um, when you sign a contract um, with the National Rugby League, um, there's certain obligations and responsibilities um, that you must perform. And that's obviously the role of role model, and you know, keep your your nose clean and protect the game at, at all costs. But um, that's not going to happen. I mean, society suggests, any, any sex society suggests there's going to be you know, some people that's going to, you know, not totalise. It's a minority. So what we're saying from a representative point of view, well, you can't, if you're a minority you can't, and you misbehave off the field, well, then 
you can't play for Australia until until I mean it's, it's a redemptive thing as well, you know. So we've got a number of players already in the Australian side. They've had some issues, you know, in their in their lives. Um, they've owned up to it. They've said, "Yeah, I'm at fault." And they've done something about it, and they've got their life back on track. And um, it's not just you know we're not saying, "Listen, it's bang." Your poor behaviour means you can't play for can't play representative football again. It's you know get your get your life in order. Make sure that you look after yourself. Put your hand up. Um, and move on with life and um, you know we'll give you the benefit of doubt later down the track the non-selection of Gallon and and Parker this is Mal Meninga obviously two veterans who probably could have played and 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 played a role does this suggest you've picked a team for the World Cup as much maybe more so than this particular tournament no 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 it's not I mean we're not why I don't know why we're talking about this but uh, for me um, there's a lot of competition in those spots that Corey Parker and, and Gail plays. I mean, they've been great servants to this game, and you know they deserve all the accolades they can possibly get. And they, you know they've honoured the green and gold journey, jersey many times. Um, but there's a time and place when your careers stop and others, and others take over. It's this time you've got to move move forward. So players in their positions um, are, are competing for that spot and, and probably playing a little bit better than what they are at this stage of their career. So we, we choose those guys. We also also have an eye to the, the future. There's no doubt about that, but. Uh, so here and now, and you know, how can you deny the people we've picked? You know, you, you try to legitimise, you, you give me a reason and justify why those players shouldn't be picked, and then we can have another argument as well. Yeah, I, I, I can see exactly where you're coming from there, and without taking sides, and we all we all like Corey Parker and, and Paul Gallon, I suppose, depending which side of the border you come from, but I feel more sorry for a bloke like Josh Jackson, to be quite frank with you. Uh, I mean, he's that's, got, that's he's got a, lot, a lot of football in front of him, hasn't yeah. he, Mal? You know? Well, exactly. There's, but there's, there's so much competition in those spots. I mean, why no, Graham is. is unlucky to miss out as well. There's no, there's no doubt about that, you know. Um, so there's a lot of people, a lot of players have missed out on the, on the team. We've only picked 24 teams, 24 members. Exactly. So to be, the dynamics have got to be right. You know, this, the amount of players per position has got to be right. So, I mean, we can't, we can't cater for everyone. We've just got to make some decisions and we move forward from there. Uh, will everyone play in this tournament, Malka? I remember a couple of years ago when you weren't coaching, there was a Four Nations, I think it was here, and there were players that were part of the squad but didn't play. So will all 24 get a run at some point? Don't know, Dan. We'll see how, see how we go over there, you know. So we'll see um, where we sit. You know, we've got a test match in Perth. We'll play our test team in Perth and then we'll under Four Nations, Scotland first. So we might uh, do a, you know, put some players in and not obviously part of the test team, but We'll, we'll we'll play it by year as we go over there. So we'll see what the enormity of the, enormity of the games is. What's you know how the players are playing. If there's injuries, um, I can't promise anything to sure. any of the players. Um, but you know we've got 24 great players, and it's given an opportunity. They'll play extremely well for Australia. You might have some headaches over there, Mal. When I think about it, I mean, <laughs> look at look. You've you've got a um, an absolute wealth of talent in some positions. Yeah. Uh, number six, you you could play Moylan, Maloney, Thurston, or Morgan, and yep. you know you've still got the established Queensland spine of one, six, seven, and nine. Yep. It's just unbelievable the options that you've left open to yourself. The fullbacks. Boyd, Inglis, Moylan, it seems like Greg has been mainly chosen to play centre. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the, the, the depth and strength of the Australian team. So that's what, just going back to my point before, it's, you know, we, we can only pick 24 players. You've got to get the dynamics of the team right. You've know, you got to get the personalities right. You've got to get the positions right. So, um, you know, so if something does happen, you know, if, if, 
worst case scenario, you know, Cooper Conk and Jonathan Thurston um, get injured over there, both of them, well, then we've got you know, guys that can cover us, with Maloney and Moylan and Morgan. So um, you've got to, you know, you've got to plan for what may happen. You know, you've got to plan for, you know, these certain things, these scenario things happen. Well, you know, you've got it all covered. Can I ask you this question, Mel? I, I, I'm just, when you pick a squad like you've just had to do, I mean, you've been on four kangaroo tours. That, that's a record in itself. You've, you've got a deep passion for the green and gold. When you pick a squad, and, and you're involved in that process now with Bozo and Darren, but when you pick a squad, do you name someone as your first choice for that position and then think about the options if something goes wrong? I mean, for instance, was, was Boyd chosen as the number one, number one? Yeah. Um, you pick your, your Australian team, um, what you think your test team is, um, and then you, you fill in all the, all the spaces, you know. So um, yeah. and, and, and we, we make decisions based on, on, you know, how their form is through the year. They play Origin. Uh, you know, have they played for Australia before? Um, how, how is their form going into the finals? Um, is there, there's always someone, and we've got a couple on this team, that, you know, pokes their head out the, at the last moment uh, to make the footy side. Then you've got the dynamics uh, around, you know, the personalities. Um, you know, you look at, you know, friendships. You look at all these sort of things that, um, all the dynamics of the footy team uh, to make sure that, you know, when we go away, it's a, you know, it's cohesive. We have a bit of fun. Uh, everyone gets on with each other. Um, there's low maintenance because uh, all you want to do is, is coach a footy team and make sure that you know, they play well. It's interesting. I, I'm, I'm listening. I, I, I can't quite hear them, but down at Cronulla, they're saying, what about Maloney? He put his hand up in the latter part of the season. The, the current form of Maloney almost demands that he gets a job, but... You know, poor old James Maloney. He's got blokes like Thurston and Cronk and all these people around. Yeah, it's 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 a real feast. It's not a famine, isn't it? No, it's a real feast. And um, but we picked, you know, Jim Maloney um, because he, like you said, his form demanded it. So that's why he's there. And um, you know, he'll get an, he'll get an opportunity to put that green and gold jersey on some stage through that through the tour. So I'm not quite sure when, but um, you know, he'll he'll have that opportunity and he deserves it. All right. Well, I think we'll. I think we've asked just about everything we can, Rabs. I took it up for about three hit-ups. He ran over me every time. So I, I've put up the white flag. You've given as good as you've had, Rabs. But I think Mal has come out a clear points winner out of this interview. No, that's fine. Look, let, let me make it clear to Mal because uh, I, I sit in the background. I, I'm not a close friend of Mal, but I admire the man. I was there commentating on the 1994 test at Eland Road when he finished his fourth kangaroo tour. Um uh, he, he holds a great spot in, in my memories. But at the end of the day, if, if, if it's the wish and the desire of the people running our game to, to make a stand against uh, whatever behaviour is considered to be bad uh, in the light of protecting our game, then I'm on his side. Yeah. It's and that I, simple. And I reckon if you ran a poll, I reckon most people would take that view as well. Mal, good luck. You've got a test match in about 10 days in Perth. So uh, we, w- forward, Dan. we wish you all the best and, and we might catch up hopefully in the next few weeks. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, mate. Beautiful. Thanks, Rabs. There is Mal Meninga See you, Mal. joining us on the uh, Rush Hour here on Triple M. More after this. The Triple M Rush Hour. By the way, someone tweeted, let me find this, Adam, didn't Mal's brother go to jail for murder? I bet Mal visited him in prison and spoke to him on, on the phone. Uh, Adam, that's not the point because no one has disputed Andrew Fafita having a friend who is in jail. It's the public support and the um, the way he has uh, 
uh, basically rubbed the victim's family's nose in it. I think that's a fair comment, isn't it, Rabs? The very idea of staying friends with someone who's in trouble, no one has an issue with. No, I, I made that point. You know, that it's it's not a crime to remain friends with a criminal. I mean, mothers and fathers go through it every week where their sons or their daughters go to jail for heinous crimes. But, you know, love is non-negotiable in that case. And the mum and the dad are still going to love their, their kids no matter what they do. And the same can apply to a friendship. But it was just the exhibition that he wanted to put together yeah. in a promotion of this friendship that rubbed, as you said, it rubbed the noses of the victim's family right in the mire. Yep, it's, that's, uh, the part, that's the part that oh, hurts. There's a total lack of recognition for compassion. I don't think I've ever heard Mal speak publicly about his brother and he certainly hasn't used the game as a platform to support him. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. We'll hear what Gal had to say this morning on uh, the Brecky Show. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M. <laughs> Excuse me. This is the Rush Hour, Rabs and Dan. Paul Gallon spoke this morning to our Sydney Brecky boys, uh, Jules and Gerds, while the grill team have a week off. Talked about all sorts of things like getting a tattoo, was he considering retiring, not being picked for the kangaroos. Yesterday we all went into town together and, and, and got a bit of ink together. It's probably oh, 13 or 14 of us went in and um, then the coaching staff come in and one, a couple of them got it and we uh, we went and um, hung out at the Orient Hotel till about... 12.30, we had a great night. Was there a moment after the game where you thought, maybe I could retire now on a high after the Premiership? Yeah, look, you know, definitely. And, um, especially if probably this morning, I'm not feeling the best, I probably thought about <laughs> it. But um, it's about the team. It's off committed to the club. And if I was to sort of pull out now, you know, I'd, I'd feel like I'm letting Peter down and I'm 100% committed to playing next year. Over the last couple of days, who's been best on ground? Oh, look, Jimmy Mullaney was best on ground the, the first sort of Bruce Rose 24 to 40 hours, without a doubt. He was, uh, he was going ahead in all these, the whole of Northies, um, mentally had everyone crowd surfing. He was, he was pretty good. And, <laughs> but Louis, Louis went really well. Oh, he, he never, he went straight through with no sleep and got to sort of the back end of Northies that night and went home. But he, uh, yeah, he had a quiet one yesterday, I think, with the family. Well, well, obviously the Australian side was picked uh, yesterday and uh, you missed out, mate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm really comfortable with it to be honest. So, you know, it, it was a something I spoke about with my family over the past couple of weeks. My missus and I said the past couple of months I'll, I'll be available for it, but it was almost a relief not getting picked. I mean, you know, it's a, it is a tour overseas, six and a half week tour. Um, you know, I've got I've got a young family now. I, I do want to fight in the off season, so it would just be good to give myself a rest for a few weeks and, and then get into boxing and, and look to have a couple of fights in, in December. There he is, Paul Gallon. I also read today he was actually relieved that he didn't um, get selected for the Kangaroos. So there we go. There's uh, everyone's happy. Yeah, I, I, I take I take his point. You know, he made himself available, but he he made the point there very strongly that uh, in in some ways he felt very comfortable about missing the side. All right, we are done. Time has got us. Ugly Phil is uh, coming up after this. I will speak to you maybe next week, Rabbi. Where are you going? Well. Now I don't know if I don't do the schedule here. I don't know if you're scheduled next week. Oh, I'm sorry. I I thought I thought you're talking about Dead Set Legends. I thought, hello, this bloke's taking Saturday off. No, 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 no. I'm committed. <laughs> and now we've missed sorry. our timeout. Time now we've got to talk for another twenty seconds. 
So well, I, right. I met the rush hour. I don't know your schedule. This is when you become a man of leisure. This is when you, you go you go to the Gold Coast, to the Sheraton Mirage, and you put the feet up. So I'll assume that you're with us next week. Now, let me do the closing here. If you want to get the podcast, triplem.com.au, Ugly Phil next. The Triple M Rush Hour.